सहनावतु सहनोभुनक्तु Papa, 
Dharma and Dharma virtue and vice. Free from karma, not touched by the karma, dharma, dharma. Vijaraha, when is free from old age, vibhuttihu, free from death. <coughs> so then he said that, you already earlier said, na chasya vadena hanyate. So this one does not get killed by when the body gets killed. So it doesn't get old or deformed by the deformation of the body. Then why is it further saying? Only it has been said, the voice of Vijaraha, Vishokaha. Is it not? The Pudarukti, are you not just repeating? Meaning, are you conveying something new? Looks like. You already deny the old age and death in Dharakasa. It's further being denied. So Vashakara said that earlier denial of old age and death was due to the body. That by the old age of the body, the Dharakasa does not become old, doesn't get deformed. By the destruction of the body, it does not get destroyed. But there may be perhaps a contention or, or maybe an imagination that Brahman by itself may get old or by itself may perish. So the Swabhavikam, so therefore earlier the denial of old age and death was due to some other cause, namely the body. Here the denial is due to its own nature. Maybe Brahman's nature it is, it is now by nature of Brahman doesn't get old, doesn't get destroyed. <coughs> Vishukaha, free from shuka the grief. Shukona, ishtari, vyoga, nimittaha, manasa, santavaha. The mental anguish that comes because of separation from something which is very dear. That is grief. Free from grief or Mahasa Santava, mental anguish. Vijigat Saha, free from hunger. Abhipasa, free from thirst. Then the question is asked, Nanu, Apahat Bhapatvena, Jarada, Shokanda, Pratishiddha, Yohanti. When you say that Atma, the Self, is devoid of Punya and Papa, then the effects of Punya and Papa will not touch Atma. So this, all these old age, death, hunger, thirst, all of these are the result of past karma, past Punya and Papa. So when the cause of Punya and Papa is denied, the effect is essentially denied. So you have denied the cause by saying that Atma is free from Papa and Punya. It was a need to further deny the effect of Punya Papa, namely old age and death and hunger and thirst. Kanat <coughs> Pratishedat, by the negation of cause, the effects essentially get negated. Or by negating the effect, there is no old age, no death, no hunger, no thirst. So the effect is not there, the cause also would not be there. Or cause is not as good as not there. At least it is not effective. Even if Punya Papa is there in Atma, they have no effect at all. Therefore, the as good as not there. If they are not as good as not there, then why should you have to say they are not there? So when you deny the cause, the effect gets denied, so effect this should not be denied. Again. When the effect is denied, the cause also essentially gets negated, then there is no need to negate the cause. Satyam evam Bhāsakara says you right. Tathāpi dharmakārya ānanda-vyatarekena. Again, there is something that can be the karma-phala, result of karma. There is something that can be inherent also. So when this 
So just as not only happiness is there as a result of karma, happiness is the very nature of Madhara Kasa. Therefore, even if karma is not there, happiness can be there. Similarly, even if there is no unhappiness of the nature of old age and death and hunger and thirst due to karma, somebody may suspect that maybe just as sukha is the nature of Atma, dukha also can be nature of Atma. So dukkha coming from karma is one kind of dukkha and dukkha coming from its own is another kind of dukkha. So therefore, this one denies that there is no inherent dukkha in the Atma. <coughs> so karma is denied, meaning the dukkha apagilalim or karma is denied. Separately dukkha is denied to deny the inherent dukkha. So when you say apahata pātma, devoid of pāpa and punya, which means the dukkha resulting of pāpa punya is not there. But further you deny, there is no old age, no death, no hunger, no thirst. So you are again denying dukkha. This is dukkha which could possibly be inherent dukkha that is being denied here. <coughs> Sarva-dukkho-palakshanartham. So meaning the jara, mṛtyu, shoka, then jigatsa, pipasa, denial of that stands for denial of all the dukkha. You, you know, you cannot count them. Pāpanivittānam, dukkhānam, anantya. Dukkha are so many kinds. Hunger, you can fall down, you can have fracture, you can have injury, all kinds of dukkha can be there. You can have disease, you know, so, or there can be mental anguish, because the mana, mana, all kinds of things can be there. Meaning that the human being is, can be afflicted by dukkha, sorrow, emerging from countless causes. And it is not possible to deny the idea is that Atma is free from all dukkha. So therefore, a few dukkhas are enumerated. Old age, death, hunger, thirst, grief, they are mentioned. But you should understand that all the dukkhas are included, that Atma is free from all kinds of pain, all sorrow, all grief. <coughs> Therefore, yuktameva apahata pāpatva vachanam. Therefore, by saying apahata pātma, all the dukkhas are meant to be denied in ātma. <coughs> Continuing at page 354. <coughs> so, esha ātma, apahata pātma, vijaraha, vimrityu, vishokaha, vijigitsaha, Avipasa. Then what? Satyakamaha, Satyasankalpaha. So now, Vasakara proceeds to explain that. <coughs> In the fourth line, page 354. Satyaha, Avitathaha, Kamaha, soyam Satyakamaha, Vitathahe samsayanam kamaha Ishvasya tadviparitaha Now it is said that this dharakasa, which Vashyagar calls Ishvara, meaning Sabana Brahma, is also possessed of karma desires. What kind of desires? Satya sankalpa. Satya avitatha. Vitatha means unreal or mithya. So satya avitatha is the same. But satya, this satya is true, real, unfailing. 
So one whose desires are unfailing. So Ishvara does possess desires. What kind of desires? Unfailing desires. <coughs> Ishvara says Satyakamatam Sadayati Vitathahahi Samsayanam Kamaha. The Samsayi, the Jeevas also have Kama desires. And Ishvara also has desires. So are they both of them in the same category? So Kamaeta Bhushyam Prajayayati. In the beginning of the beginning of creation, Ishvara also Kamaeta desired. May I become many? May I be born? That's so common. And we also have common desires. Is there a difference? Is yes. The desires that Ishvara has, or Dharakasa has, or Atma has are Satyaha, Kamaha, Avitataha. So they are, they are a true desires, unfailing desires. His desires never fail. Whatever he desires happens. That cannot be said about the desires of jivas. Poor jiva also desires, and more often than not, things do not happen. Sometimes they happen altogether contrary. I desire one thing, what happens is quite contrary to what I desire. Why is so? Because jivatma is alpagnya. The knowledge that the jiva has or samsari has is limited. Tanyam vetha sarvani natvam vetha parantapa. He parantapa he arjuna. Bahuni me vyaditani janmani tamasarjuna. He arjuna. You and I, both of us, have undergone a number of births in the past. Tanyam vetha sarvani. Difference is that I know all my past births and your past births, everybody's past births also. Nattam vetta parandapa, bahe parandapa, you do not know even your past births. <coughs> there can be some exception of yogis who know some of the past births, you know, and still are countless births. Births beginning from beginning of them, nobody is going to know that. You may know past births, one or two births, I don't know. But then nobody will know all the buts. But Ishwara knows all of them. Vedaham samatitani vartamanani sarjana bhavishyana jambhutani maamtavedana kasya. Lord Krishna says, I know whatever there was in the past, whatever will come in future, whatever is in the present. So Lord is omniscient. Then only the desires can be unfailing. Because then, you desire, you know exactly what the effect of the desire is going to be. Or to produce what effect, what kind of desire you should have. So we also have some end in mind, some effect in mind, something desirable in mind. We want that all, we want. But what will be appropriate desire to, for that we do not know. So what efforts should be made to fulfill the desire, we do not know. What obstacles can come to fulfill, we do not know. But Ishwara is not only all-knowing, he is all-powerful, that's most important. Not only omniscient, he is omnipotent. Omniscient, I may know. I know that this is what I want, this is what I should do. That is all possible, because I know everything. And still, obstacles is on my path and I may not be able to avoid them because I am not powerful enough to avoid or eliminate the obstacles. So not only you need to be omniscient, you need to be omnipotent so that no obstacles will come. He can overcome all the obstacles. <coughs> he knows exactly what is desirable. There also we fail. What do we consider desirable very often turns out undesirable when it really comes to us. But not for Ishwara, because he knows exactly what is desirable. And therefore he desires that only. Not only that, but he knows exactly how to fulfill that desire. 
because no obstacles can thwart the fulfillment of his desire. <coughs> that was Satya Kama. So there is a difference here. So Vashyakara explains in Taitiva Upanishad that the desires of Brahman or Ishwara also are in keeping with his nature. So Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma. That's the nature of Brahma. The desires are also in keeping with that. So Jnana means the desires are result of knowledge and Satyam. And so because Ishwara is Satya, Ishwara is Ananda, Ishwara is Purna. That means the case, Ishwara has no personal agenda. Because it's Purna. Then, if there is no personal agenda, and still there are desires, they can be for what? They can be purely for what? Loka Sankarami Vartam, only for the well-being of the, the, the Jeevatmas. So Ishwara has no axe to grind, he has no agenda, he doesn't want, he doesn't need anything. Therefore he doesn't want anything for himself. Therefore his desires are all totally selfless. Then alone they can be satya, these are true desires. So how can desire satyam jnana manantam? So what is satyatam? What is the truthfulness and a desire? Is that desire is totally selfless. Because there is absolutely no freedom from need. Ishvara is totally free from need. Therefore is totally non-demanding. So then is totally giving. If there is no demand, then there is no likes and no dislikes. If I have a demand, then whatever is conducive to fulfilling demand becomes an object of like. And whatever threatens the fulfilling of my demand becomes an object of demand. Demand is there, likes and dislikes will be there. Desire, agenda is there. Moment I have an agenda, that is, I am going to like something, I am going to dislike something. Because the whole world cannot be favorable to me. Some part of the world may be favorable to me, may be sympathetic to me, and then help me in fulfilling my desire. I like those things. But then there are other people who are threatened by my fulfilling of desire, you know. When I, my desire is, other fellows are threatened for whatever reason, and then they, they, they will come in the way. So Raghav Dvesha has been with that. Therefore, the desires of the Vitasaha, of a jiva cannot be real desires, cannot be unfailing desires, because his desires originate from Raga and Dvesha. From ignorance, which causes a sense of incompleteness, inadequacy, which is a false thing, and that inadequacy causes Raga Dvesha and desires. So ignorance is the source of desires of a samsari or a jiva. Therefore, whatever is product of ignorance is unreal, understand. What is product of knowledge is real, and the product of ignorance is unreal. So some desires of samsari are products of ignorance. Therefore, they are abhitatha, they are unreal. They are subject to failing. The desires of samsaris are subject to failure. They are likely to fail. I don't say they always fail. They are likely to fail. They always fail also we can say. Even though a desire is fulfilled, the desire behind desire is not fulfilled anyway. I desire a given local thing, you know, something in the world which I may get. But what am I seeking through fulfillment of desire is Puratpam, that doesn't get fulfilled. So we may say that as far as the desires of the jivas are concerned, they are never fulfilled. And therefore, they are all unreal false desires. Mogasaha, Moga Karmaya, Moga Jnana, Vichetasaha. Asaha, the expectations also are false. Karma are also false. 
Mogi jnana because their knowledge is false. Vichetra because they are not discriminating. Subhitathai samsayanam kamaha ishwarasya tadvipariga. The kama desires of Ishwara are unfailing because they are genuine desires. And so, what Bhagavatam would say that, you know, that dharma is what? Free from all kapata. And therefore, free from all that is called dharma where there is no personal agenda. Prujjit <coughs> kaitavah. That kaitava or kapata is not there. So that is the desire. That is what is desire, the Ishwara. <coughs> Well, Ishwara can be, and the wise person can be really selfless in the true sense, because Ishwara, of course, does not need anything, a wise person also does not need anything. Prajahati yada kamaan sarvan paartmanogatam. Because all the kamas are gone, atmaneva atmanatushtaha. One is totally content with oneself, by oneself. So, satya-kāma-hā. <coughs> satya-sankalpa-hā. Bhāshakam explains that. Tathā-kāma-hetavahā sankalpa-hā apē satya-hā yasya-sahā satya-sankalpa-hā Kāma, what is sankalpa? Kāma hetava sankalpaha. So Bhāsakara says the desires originate from sankalpa. What is sankalpa? I want this and I want that, I want to be happy. Basically, basic sankalpa is what? I want to be happy, I want to be adequate. So basic sankalpa or basic uh, Agenda that and call sankarva an agenda. So basic agenda that a samsari has is I want to be adequate. The desire behind all desires. Want to be complete? Want to be adequate? But that itself is a false sankar, you know, that this that business. So this my agenda that I want to be complete is the wrong agenda because I am already complete. So how can that agenda itself is wrong to be adequate, to be complete? So desires arising from the also cannot be right. Because that very sankar, very agenda of being complete or adequate is the images from ignorance. <coughs> but that's not the case with the so therefore Vitathaha Sankalpaha Satana Bhasakara doesn't say that, but it amounts to saying that as far as sankalpas or resolve or the agenda of the samsari or jiva is concerned, they are unreal or false. <coughs> because the origin from ignorance which brings me all the false things. Vishwara <coughs> sankalpa. What is it? Bahusyam, Prajaya. Ishwara sankalpa is to create. How do you create? Then that sankalpa takes specific form. Bahusyam, Prajaya, may I become many, may I be born. Meaning that may I appear as many. So even if the creation was real, then also there would be a problem. Because what is it? That Ishvara it just appears as a creation. <coughs> and therefore, there is no real agenda there. There is no agenda to be fulfilled there. <coughs> Deva Sesha Svahavayam Atma Kama Sikaspruha Atma Kama Atma Kama is what? One whose desires are all fulfilled. Atta Kama One whose desires are all fulfilled. Kaspruha How can there be spruha or desire in Ishvara? <coughs> so, Sankalpa The purpose for which a desire is there. A desire is a purpose to serve. That I want this and I want that. What is the purpose? I want to be happy. I want to be adequate. 
How do we complete? So this sankarpas are all also false because it is here is the attainment of what is already attained. And I do not know that therefore I am trying to attain something that is already attained. Therefore, this sankalpa of searching with the tenth man will not be fulfilled. Because who is searching for tenth man? Himself. And so desire, okay, let me climb the mountain today and let me go there, here and there and searching for the tenth man also will be false. But Ishwara is omniscient. Knowledge is the very nature of Ishwara. Though he knows. And therefore, he knows everything is mithya. So there is no real desire there, clearly. It is just, you can call it, you know, Lokavattu Leela Kavalyam is just his Leela that he manifests as, as his Jagat. Why? That is his nature. So Deva says, so how it is the nature of Ishwara to manifest as Jagat? No agenda there. Why do you do that? Just like that. Why not? Why should a king also, you know, Take the role of a beggar in a, in a, you know, or, or you know, act like a beggar. It's his free will, sweet will, and so no purpose there. <coughs> so sankalpa api satya, therefore is sankalpa, whatever he wills also is going to be unfailing will. So will brings about the desire, and his will also is unfailing, desire is unfailing. Because they originate from knowledge, from omniscience. Yatha Ishwarasya avitata kamaha tatha sankalpasya liyama tathayadi. Now look at Anandagiri in the line 18. Abhavarupanam, dharmanam, advaita, avyaghatakatvena, sambhavatatvevi, katham bhavarupaha dharmaha, sambhavehi vityasinkya. So understand that two kinds of dharma, the two kinds of attributes have been described here. Abhavarupa and bhavarupa. So apahata papma, devoid of papa. What is Abhava, absence of papa. Vijaraha, absence of old age. Vibhrutyuhu, absence of death. Vijigatsaha, absence of hunger and thirst and vishoka, absence of grief. So all Abhava, what it doesn't have. So Abhava, Dharmanam, Advaira, Avyaghat, Tattvena. So that does not in any way affect the non-duality of Brahman by saying Brahman is not this, not this, not this, not this. That is not in any way opposed to the non-duality of Brahman. <coughs> so Neti Neti is all right. But when the Brahman is this and Brahman is that, Brahman is, has unfailing desires and Brahman is unfailing will. You know what happens? Meaning he is different from those who are failing desires. Moment there is a wish attribute. Then one attribute will limit a thing from everything else, distinguish it. That's the that's the purpose of Visheshana. So Sajatyanam so Sajati Bhyavyavatakam. So that which distinguishes something from thing of its own class. So Ishwara now, who has unfailing desires, is different from jivas who are failing desires. So moment you have a positive attribute, they are opposed to non-duality. Even if you say Ishwara is ananta kalyana guna ganaika nilaya, he is the very locus of all countless in beautiful virtues. But then also Ishwara is different from papi, isn't it? He's only virtues, he doesn't have vices. So that Ishwara possesses all the virtues, becomes different from those fellows, jivas, ignorant, who may have vices. So moment a positive attribute is, is assigned, it limits 
Never it is opposed to or it brings into question the non-duality. The negative thing doesn't bring about any problem with non-duality. But then the positive thing does. So, so Advaita Vyagata Katvena Sambhavita Tvevi. Advaita Vyagata Katvena Sambhavita Tvevi. So, Abhavasya Adhikarana Anadirikta Tva Upagamat Avirodhitvena Ityasa. So, in, what it means is avyagadakatvena avirodhitatvena. Since the negation of denial is not virodhi or opposed to the non-duality. Sambhavitatvepi. Katham bhavadupa dharma sambhavehu. If this dharakasha of Brahman is non-dual, then how can Brahman have this positive attributes? such as satyakamaha, satyasankalpaha, iti asankyaha. So that asanka is reply of Hashyakara. Let's show the other Tikagara says, in line number 33, satyakamatvadi gunavatve ishvarasya Nirmunatvadi Shrita Virodama Shankya. So here it is stated a little differently. Satya Kamatvadi Gunavatvaya Ishwarasya. That's better. The means Ishwara is possessed of the Guna virtues of Satya Kamatva Satya Sankalpatra. The Nirmunatvadi Shrita Virodama Shankya. But then Shruti says Ishwara is Nirguna, Nirvishesha. By saying nethene asthulam, ananu, akhrasvam, adhirgam, yatat, adresham, agrahyam, agotram, achachukshotra, etc. So all along we find there is a negation of all the attributes or all vishesha, all attributes in Ishvara or Brahman. Thus, what is mandate Brahman is nirvishesham, devoid of all the vishesha, all the attributes. Because vishesha will distinguish Brahman from something. So Brahman possesses no distinction at all. No distinguishing mark is there in Brahman. Therefore Brahman can be everywhere. If Brahman is good, then Brahman cannot be in something that is bad because bad is opposed to good. If Brahman is right, then Brahman cannot be where something wrong is there because right and wrong cannot coexist. Opposites cannot coexist. So, Brahman is unopposed to everything. Vidyavane sampanne brahmane gavi hastini shunicheva svapakecha. Whether it is fire brahmana, sattvic brahmana, whether it is cow, rajoguna, elephant, tamoguna, etc. Surun mitra yudasir madhyastha dveshiva. In everywhere, sadhu swami papesha. Everywhere Brahman is there. Samoham sarvhuteshu nave dveshyostina priya. I have no dvesha and no partiality. I am equal to everybody, equally there in everybody. That's very important. Generally, Brahman can be substrate of the whole universe, otherwise it will substrate only of one part of the universe. If God is different from Satan, then that means Satan stands, you know, opposed to God. So sometimes God wins, sometimes Satan wins, something is all stupid, you know. So no, God is unopposed. Even when Satan wins, it's God alone. That's basically what enables Satan to win is only the content which is God. Therefore, for, the Ishvara has to be free from all attributes, really, for him to be Ishvara, for him to be just and fair. You can't be just if you are good, then also you'll have some problem with what is bad. Moment there is partiality with goodness, or then there is going to be a cruelty with what is opposed to that. 
not partial to anything, not attached to anything. That's extremely important. That is Ishva, that is Brahman. So scriptures say that Brahman is Nirgunam. And here you are describing Satya Kamaha, Satya Sankarpaha, the Gunas are being described about it. <coughs> so Shruti Virodham, because non-duality will be described, will be denied. I mean, now, even you Sapahala Papma, devoid of Papa, then those who have Papa also will not be included. But Nirguna has no attributes of any kind. You cannot say it's free from Papa or nothing. No attribute can be said, you know. <coughs> Therefore, nirgunatvādi śrutva rodamāsaṅkya. So when you say Brahman possesses the gunās of unfailing desires and unfailing will, then that statement is opposed to the statement in the scriptures make that Brahman is the of all attributes. Aupādikatvād kāmādīrām nasvāvāyake nirgunatva virodahityāha. So Bhāshyakara raises this question and answers, O Pāvārikatvāt kāvādhīnā, because kāma, sankalpa, desires, will, all of this is not inherently in Ishvara, they are only in the upādhi, they are only in his costume. So Ishvara is the costume of māyā. In māyā all these attributes are there. The positive attributes can be there in māyā. <coughs> So kama aupadikatve, so upadikatvat, there was na svavavika nirgunatva virodaha. So when this multi-minyanara appears like a beggar, the beggarliness only is only upadi in the Vesha. So beggarliness which is there in the Vesha is not opposed to his, his, his richness, wealthiness, you know. Similarly, the attributes which are in the Vesha or upadi vishvara, I am not opposed to the nirmanatvam of Brahman or Ishvara. <coughs> so Mahasegara says in the sixth line, Sankalpaha Kamascha Suddha Sattopadrimittaha Ishvarasya Chitraguvata Nasvataha Nedi Nedi Ityuktatvat Sankalpaha Kamaha Ishwarasya Ishwaras desires and will are Upadi Nimittaha. They are because of Upadi. What kind of Upadi? Shuddha Sattu Upadi Nimittaha. That Maya. So Ishwaras costume is Shuddha Sattva. Jiva's costume is Malina Sattva. So that's why three costumes are there. Brahman, in fact, puts on three kinds of costumes. So Brahman with a costume of predominantly sattvic maya, Vishuddha Sattva, Shuddha Sattva. So when Sattva is pure, essentially pure Sattva, then Brahman comes to be called, that's called maya. Brahman with the costume of Maya is called Ishvara. As far as other costume is concerned, Malina Sattva. When the Sattva is in fact overpowered by Rajas and Tamas, is in, you know, is polluted. Sattva is polluted by Rajas and Tamas. That's the Jiva. And then Tamas Pradhana. When Pradhana, the Tamas is there, that costume is the Jagat. So Jiva, Jagat and Ishwara, all of these three are manifestations of one Brahman with three kinds of costumes. <coughs> so his unfailing desires, unfailing will, unfailing can be there only when there is omniscience and omnipotent, that's why is Maya. So even when we say Ishwara is omniscient and omnipotent, all omniscience, omnipotence, all of these are in the costume in Maya. Ishwara doesn't even, is in its true nature, he cannot even be called omniscient or omnipotent. He just is of the nature of pure knowledge. <coughs> so, Bhashya Chitra Govat. So, what is Chitra Govat? So, look at Anandagiri. Shuddha Sattvam 
रजस्तमोभ्यां अस्पृष्टम त्रिगुणाया माया अंशभूतम शुद्ध सत्वम रजस्तमोभ्यां अस्पृष्टम सत्व दलिल अंतस्वाय रजस एंटम इंप्योरिटी ऑफ रजस एंटमस त्रिगुणाया माया अंशभूतम इनमें त्रिगुणात्मिका माया सत्वरजस्तमो गुणात्मिका माया सो माया इनफैक्ट is made up of sattva, rasa and tamas, all of them. But one part of maya, amsabhutam, that aspect of maya which is devoid of rajas and tamas, that becomes the upadhi of Ishvara. That maya which is contaminated rajas tamas becomes upadhi of jiva. And maya that is predominant in tamas becomes upadhi of jagat. <coughs> So, Trigunayaha Maya Amshabhutam Tadev Upadhi. So, that is Upadhi Abhishwara. Tan Nimittam Yeshamte. So, Upadhi Nimittaha, the Upadhi becomes a Nimitta for the attributes of Satya Sankarbhatvam, Satya Satya Kamatvam, Satya Sankarbhatvam. <coughs> That means they are not Swabhavikaha. All the desires and all the will is in Maya, in the costume, in the Upavi, not in Brahman, not inherently in Brahman. Aswabhavikayanam, Sankalpadinam, Ishwara Visheshanatya, Drashtantamaha. So Ishwara is called Satya Sankalpaha, Satya Kamaha, Satya Sankalpaha. So, Aswabhavikana, where Kama and Sankalpa are not Swabhavishwara. He is called Satya Kama because of his Upadhi. This fellow is called a beggar because of Upadhi. He is called a king because of Upadhi. Not because of its, its inherent nature. So, give an example. Dushtana Chitra Guvatiti. So, yad Chitraha Gavaha Aswabhavikaha. Chitra Goho Devadattasya Chitra Guhu. So it's a Bahubri Samasa. Chitraha Gavaha Yasyasa Chitra Guhu. That go becomes Guhu. So Chitra means what? Color, colorful. So there are many cows that are colorful or having patches sometimes, you know. So there were Chitra means Devadatta is a fellow who is colorful, cows of different colors. Or in one cow also, there are different colors sometimes. Sometimes red color is there, sometimes black color is there. Some Basically, cows come in white, black and red, I think, the only color I have seen. Hmm? Red. So, what is it? Red, white and black. That's all. Kai Dhoi Ratika. So, but sometimes one cow has some patch of red also, patch of black also. That also can be called chitra goho. <coughs> so chitra goho. But anyway, so this devadatta who has this kind of cow is called chitra goho. So this devadatta gets named chitra goho not because of himself. Cow is not part of him. He possesses that. So, Karl Upadhi of Devadatta, because he gets a designation Chitra Guhu. So, also, Kamaha, Sankalpaha are all in the Maya, because which Devadatta, Ishwara gets this name, Satya Sankalpa, Satya Kama, Satya Sankalpa. The Chitra Gava, Aswavarika, Chitra Guhu, Devadatta Sivisheshanam. Tata Brahmanovi Kama, similarly also, the Satya Kama, Satya Sankalpa is not inherent nature of Ishvara or the Harakasa, is due to the Upadhi of Maya. <coughs> Look at the line number 34. Suddham Sattvam Yasya Maya Sa Tatha Uttam. Okay. Kama Anam Upadhi Gatva Drishtha Chitra Guvat says, Chitra Gudri Bhav Pradhana Nirdesha. Yatha Chitra Guttvam Aupadhiko Dharma Devadatta Sya Tasankalpaha Kama Sedi. 
So Chitragu is what Chitraguttva? So abstract name. That's called so there is the the Bhava Prasana Nirdesha. <coughs> so Chitragutva being possessed of variegated cows is the nature of Devadatta, it's called Chitragu. Aupadhigu Dharma, because Upadhi of the cow, Devadatta gets his name, Chitraguhu. He is nothing to be cow, he is possessed of, you know, he possesses cow, it's called Chitraguhu. Tadvat Sankalpa, Srinu Ishwara gets designated Satya Kava, Satya Sankalpa, because of Upadhi of Maya. <coughs> Siddhanagri, Kimi Kanadayo Brahmani Swamavika Anna Bhavandi. Why do you say that Sankalpa, Kamad and Sankalpa are not inherently there in Ishvara? In Brahma? Dharma Dharma Eva Upacharat Advaita Sri Upatehi Dhyasantyaha. Why do you say that if Ishvara is possessed of attributes, why should it affect the non-duality of Ishvara? Ishvara can be possessed by attributes, can still be non-dual because attributes are not separate from the locus of attributes. For example, anyway, so this is a part, for example, this object possesses partness. So partness is the attribute of this. But partness is not apart from part. Though when you say that this object is possessed of partness, still oneness is retained. Swing is also when you say Brahman is possessed of unfailing desires and unfailing resolves or some will. They don't stand apart from Brahman. So desires will do not stand apart from Brahman. Therefore, they do not affect the non-duality of Brahman. So Dharma Dharminaho Eva Upacha. So Upacharat. <coughs> So, dharma and dharmi, you are a good person. So, goodness and person, so they are one actually, they are not two. Dharma and dharmi are not separate. So, avel upachara, so therefore, even if Brahman possesses all the attributes, why do you say that it would in any way affect his non-duality? So Advaita Shuddha Upatheti. So Advaita is alright, Advaita will not be sacrificed. So then Mahashakara says, Otisham Swavaka Sutti Virodamaha. That Satya Kama etc. Satya Kama Tum Sankalpatam cannot be the essential nature of Brahman because that will only contradict the Shuddhi elsewhere. So Mahashakara says, Nasvataha, neti neti liuktatva, nasvataha, because it's not, not inherently the desires and will is in Brahman. Neti neti uktatva, we've been saying neti neti uktatva, that's an interesting thing, where you say. It's not said in this Upanishad, it comes from Brahmadhanika Upanishad. Vasaka neti uktatva, svataha nirvisheshatvasya shutyantara nishchitatva. What it means is that Svata Nirvishesha, that Brahman by inherently Nirvisheshan is what is essentially determined by other Shruti. Bhutanika Upanishad, Neta Neti, denying all the attributes in Brahman, thereby arriving at this assert, assertion that, asserting that Brahman is devoid of all attributeless. Brahman is attributeless. So it is said in other Shruti. Vāsakāya says, net idu uktatvār, means what? śrutyantra nishchitatvār. Another śruti has already come to this ascertain uh, conclusion that Brahman is devoid of all the attributes. Therefore, it should not contradict. What you are saying here is, should not contradict what is said elsewhere. Therefore, this kāma and sankalpās cannot be part of Brahman, can be essential nature of Brahman, they are due to the upādhi of māyā. <coughs>
describing the Adhiskaya Brahman or Dharakasana. Then comes the second Vakya. That's an interesting Vakya, you know. So if you look at the passage, page 351, in this world, Prajaha Anvavishanti Anyasanushasanam. Just as in this world, people follow as they are commanded by the Master. So what we find in our world, in the day-to-day life is, people obey or follow as they are commanded by their Masters. And therefore, they are satisfied with what the Master gives them. So yam yam antam People have these desires that I want a certain neighborhood. Okay, take it. Yam janapada, I want a certain promise. Take it. Kshitra bhaga, I want a piece of land. Alright? So whatever, that's all they can think of. So people can think of some limited things like a neighborhood, or like a house, like a province, like a piece of land. And they are given that as they desire, the master gives them, and that is how their livelitame upajivanti. So they accept these as their livelihood, you know. That's the sentence. Now what connection does? Brahman is satyakama, satyatma. Then next vakya follows is what? No connection. Just as here in this world, People are content with whatever they are offered because they only follow the command of the masters and therefore they are content with whatever they are given. So, what is the connection? That is why Anandagiri says that Vakyantaram avatayatum patanikam karoti Vashyakara wants to introduce Give the background of the next Vakya. So what brings about this Vakya or this statement of the part of the Upanishad that people only are, they follow the command of their master? Or same thing says here, Uttara Vakyam Avataradam Pekshadam Purayati. Bhasikara fills in the blank, essentially. So Shruti says something and then in order for us to understand the context of the next Vakya, which doesn't make sense to us, Bhashyakara fills in the gap, provides the, the context, which brings about the next statement. <coughs> so Bhashyakara says, Yathokta Lakshana Eva Atma Vignyaya Gurubhya Shastra Tascha Atma Samvednyataya Cha Swarajya Kamehi So this is added. Meaning Shruti means that when Shruti describes Ya Atma, Esha Atma, Bhadapatma, etc. is not description for the sake of, you know, uh, just an information to you. This is being told with a purpose. So what's the purpose? But yathokta lakshana ayva atma vignyaya sa atma sa vignyaya That's the atma. What is it? Chaturtham vinyante prapancho vashamaha prapancho vashamam shantam shiva dvairam chaturtham vinyante sa atma sa vignyaya So that is how the atma is to be known. Atma, Vignaya, Atma is to be known. You already know the Atma. I know who I am. But no, you have to know the Atma in this manner. 
ಒಳ್ಳೆ ಪ್ರಪಂಚೋಪಶಮಂ ಶಾಂತಂ ಶಿವಂ ಅದ್ವೈತಂ ಚತುರ್ಥಂ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಪಂಚ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಡಿವಾಲಿಟಿ ಹೆಸ್ ಸೀಸೇಷನ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಡಿವಾಲಿಟೀಸ್ ಶಾಂತಂ ದೈರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಬ್ಸೊಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ಪೀಸ್ ಡಿವೈಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಸಫರಿಂಗ್ ಶಿವಂ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಸ್ಪೇಷಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಆನಂದ ಚತುರ್ಥಂ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಫೋರ್ಸ್ ಮಾಯಾ ಸಂಖ್ಯಾತು ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಫೋರ್ಸ್ ಸ ಆತ್ಮ ಸವಿಜ್ಞ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅವ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಟು ವಿನೋ ಸೊ ಹಿಯರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಟೆಲಿಂಗ್ ಅಸ್ ಹೌ ಇಸ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಟು ವಿನೋ ಅಪಹತ ಪಾತ್ಮ ವಿಜಯ ವಿಮೃತ್ಯು ವಿಶೋಕ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅವ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಟು ವಿನೋ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ನೋಸ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಬಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮ್ಯಾನರ್ and on account of knowing not knowing the atma as described by the shruti apahata papa etc people are suffering or samsara is on account of not knowing the atma as it should be known so that's the job of the shruti which tells us how you should know yourself meaning what your true nature is and therefore how you should know yourself <coughs> so you thought the lakshana eva atma Atma, which is of the Lakshana characteristics as described just now, Abhada, Papma, etc. Vignaya has to be known, Atma is to be known as such, as Abhada, Papma, Vijaraha, Vimrutyu. So, Jnana Prakaram, Nimitta Adhikari, Pradashana Purukam, Dashayati. How do you know? ಜ್ಞಾನ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ನಿಮಿತ್ತ ಅಧಿಕಾರಿ ಪೂರ್ವ ಪ್ರದರ್ಶನ ಪೂರ್ವಕಂ ದರ್ಶಯತಿ ಸೊ ವಿತ್ ನಿಮಿತ್ತ ಸೊ ಸಂಬಳಿ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ನಿಮಿತ್ತ ಆರ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೂಮೆಂಟಲ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಯೂ ಟು ನೋ ದಿಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಸಂಬಳಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಟು ಬಿಕಮ್ ದಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೂಮೆಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ಯುವರ್ ನೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ meaning that even for knowing ourselves as we truly are we need the help who is that gurubhya so adhika nimitta adhikari not only from any anybody else but from a guru so nimitta adhikari pradarshana purvakam that that nimitta must be what is competent you must approach the competent teacher 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 means competent yeah anyway so competent person should approach who can make you see this fact so not only the one who knows in our swami's words so shrutriya and brahmanishta so brahmanishta is the one who knows shrutri is the one who is able to make you see so that can be brahmanishta who abides in himself, but then he may not necessarily be able to make others see that. Because that requires a whole sampradaya. It requires also his own teacher, parampara, the methodology is there. So methodology of communication is there, communicating the scriptures is there. So not only should a person know, but he should also have this method, which he must have learned from his own teacher. so that is what makes that person adhikari so that is why vande guru paramparam not only we salute our guru we salute the whole parampara the whole lineage a succession of the gurus because our guru also was a disciple at some time he had a guru who also had a guru and thus evam parampara praptam gyan that is knowledge is handed over from the teacher to the disciple and that is what makes a disciple a competent person because he has otherwise it should not be the figment of imagination of the guru so first who is your guru i am a guru that means you, you know you don't accept you we accept a person only if he has a guru and who is a guru comes from a guru parampara <coughs> then alone his knowledge is likely to be right otherwise knowledge can be there but it can be figment of his own imagination so ultimately the self is to be known by ourselves no doubt guru becomes only nimitta by unfolding the nature of the you know unfolding the scriptures and as the swami says the words of scriptures are like the mirror 
where you see yourself, provided those words are handled properly. That's what a guru does. So if you approach the shastra directly, perhaps those words may not act as mirrors because we do not know how really to understand those words. Because very often lakshyata is involved and to know lakshyata requires a whole context and lot of lot of development is required. <coughs> a guru can do that. So therefore guru Shastra Tascha. That's why I say the Guru also teaches us the nature of self as based on Shastra or scriptures, not his own imagination. <coughs> so, no, Vijnaya, Atma Samvegyataya, as realized, as a Parokshataya, Atma Samvegyataya, as realized by his own self, as seen, aparokshate, as seen immediately. <coughs> says, upasana balad aparokshikartavyaschayate. Here the context is upasana, not knowledge. Upasana also, so here meditation also means a realization. By constantly focusing your attention, you realize that thing. And here, since the focus is upon the aham, therefore you realize it as your own self. So, upasana balat, aparokshikartam vyascha. So, yathoktakshatma vijnaya upasana balat, by the strength of the upasana, so by the strength generated from upasana, one directly realizes that. Bhashagat atma samvedyataya. Samvedya, which is known, so known to one's own self, known to your own self as your immediate knowledge. So therefore knowledge, of course, subjective meaning that it becomes, it, it's an individual thing. Everybody knows as his own self, his or her own self. <coughs> who? Swarajya kamaihi. So those who are desire of swarajya, sovereignty, those who want total independence, total freedom, if you don't want total freedom, then you don't have to worry about this. But if your desire is total freedom, Swarajya Kamahi. Swarajya means sovereignty. So those who desire to be sovereign, or those who desire total freedom, they have to know the self as described here. They have to realize it as their own self with the help of the Guru. <coughs> so this is, this is what Bhashyakara added. Then the next sentence, will make sense as Bhashyakara will explain it. We'll see it in the next class. <coughs> Om Puramadaf Puramidam Puramat Puramudachyade Puranasya Puramadaya Puramivavashyade Om Shantashyade Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutovande Bhagavantopunapunaha Ishvaro Gururatmede Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavadhyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om